Hello, babe, and welcome to the Lucky Biz Podcast, a weekly deep dive into the exciting world of small business and web design, created especially for the brightest babes in the biz. We're your hosts and co-founders of web design agency Lucky Night Studio, me, Naomi, and me, Louise. We're here to sprinkle some inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of luck into your enterprising journey. We founded our web design agency, Lucky Night Studio, because we felt there wasn't enough online representation for bold, colorful, and personality-packed business owners. We've carved out a space for women who love running their business and their lives with a little extra pizzazz. We'll be bringing you expert advice and life lessons from our combined 20 years web design and freelancing experience, plus plenty of tips and tricks to help your small business thrive in the digital world. We'll cover everything from crafting an irresistible brand to designing stunning websites that captivate and convert your dream customers. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or just getting started, this podcast is designed to be your lucky charm. Expect Prosecco, real talk, laughter, and a sprinkle of magic throughout each episode. After all, who says running a business shouldn't be fun? If you're a savvy entrepreneur looking to take your small business to the next level, then you've come to the right place. So get ready for jargon busting, cautionary tales, and a whole lot of girl power. You're listening to the Lucky Biz Podcast. Let's get this party started. our little weekly chat where we talk all things brand and web design just yeah kind of like a little video podcast that we're going to chuck into the bottom of our emails just for some fun some fizz and a little bit of extra info on all this techie stuff sounds good and what is it we're going to talk about today i think you're going to be doing the majority of the talking today babe because i'm going to be getting you to clarify a lot of the seo misconceptions that are out there fun doozy sure fun <laughs> nothing gets me excited like seo <laughs> you would think that she's joking but i promise I'm, you she's not no no <laughs> this is love a bit of data like, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why we're friends sometimes i know i hear the things that come out my mouth i'm like oh okay it's the chalk and cheese thing it works quite well I yeah think. true you like to rein me in <laughs> sometimes try chop, chop, chop. <laughs> so seo i hate it It is a murky topic. I know that a lot of small business owners get massively tripped up by SEO. Yeah. Do you want to give us like a little brief intro into what it is and what it does? Yeah. SEO is, uh, stands for search engine optimization. So probably for this chat, we'll kind of focus on the main one, which is Google. Um, And what that looks at is when you do a search or a query into Google, it kind of lists all the websites from your search. And the way that it ranks them is from an algorithm and it kind of, it takes the search that the users put in as well as other information such as their location and their gender as well. If you're logged into Google, it will kind of know this and the age and things like that. Takes all that information and it kind of uses that algorithm to say this is the best search for what you're trying to look for. So if you're looking for, so that's why if you put uh, like B&Q, for example, it will come up with your local B&Q times because it knows your location. So there's a lot of, it's not just the exact search results, it's a lot of information from the data that your browser has. So the the data that Google already has on you comes into 
consideration yes. with those searches. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. why is it important for small businesses to have good SEO on their website? So that you can get found. You know, so when someone does search, I want, you know, a website, I want uh, a custom wedding stationery, those kind of things, it will try and, it'll try and give it to you locally. So that's why it can be important if it is a local business to have your local information in there in a way that Google can read because that's the other thing we'll probably go into. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the main thing. And it's also so that Google can say, this is a website that is good and it's respected because it's doing all the things in our little tick box correctly. Is that what they mean by like authority? When a website has like a high level of authority? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so that's, so you'll hear the term backlinks a lot. So that's mm -hmm. how many websites are linking to it. And these need to be different websites and also trusted websites. Um, in the good old days of SEO, so this is like probably 10 years ago, um, the algorithm was quite high on backlinks. So then people used to make lots of websites and just link to each other. And that would rank really highly. Right. They're obviously a lot smarter now. And it now depends on the authority of that website right. to yours. So it's still good for SEO if you guest blog on a lot of other high-ranking websites. Very much so. Very okay. much so. Yeah. But you can't scam it as easily by just creating loads of your own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then things like, although uh, links from social media sites, such as like Instagram and Facebook, because they're still websites. Mm -hmm. And although they, they help, it's not valued as highly because they realize obviously it's a social media platform and you could just be adding your own links. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Okay. So actually a lot more value comes from collaborating with other Collaborating with other ones, yeah. I mean, uh, I think it was a tip that is either coming out or, or is in there. Ooh. Oh, a little SEO tip for you. But uh, so if you do have a blog, a really good way is to put it onto Medium. Medium is a massive website. It's got high you know, value, basically. And you can, uh, it's called importing it into a story. So it means it can be the exact same content as what is on your website. It imports it in and Google knows it was originally on your website, but it's still a backlink from a well-known website so right yeah interesting that is in my little i'm so sorry i'm just gonna <laughs> are you just gonna fall asleep i'm just gonna bail for two seconds i can hear my dog ripping something up one <laughs> <Yeah, mine, mine. laughs> so, <laughs> if you just talk about something seo related for 30 seconds oh dear lord oh my god oh bless him well now it's just you and me <laughs> oh dear oh no how bad is it Okay. Okay, we're back. And we're back. Sorry about that. My dog was um, eating a plant. Was shredding one of my delightful big monsteras to bits. Because he's not getting Auntie Lou's attention, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Couldn't you just? <laughs> Couldn't you just you love them? Really? <laughs> That's what you were saying. Isn't it? <laughs> Couldn't you just love them so much? Oh, yeah, little stinker. Yeah. So, um, sorry for the interruption. As okay. we were saying. Yeah. So we were just covering backlinks. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so general rule of thumb, if it's a, a good website, backlinks are, are helpful. And even uh, things like uh, other marketplaces, such as like Etsy, those kind mm. of things, it's showing that you're, um, you know, you know, that you're an actual valid kind of business. That yeah, is you're operating yeah. in multiple places. Yeah. So I went to a networking event today and the women behind me were talking about SEO. Mm. This is genuine, they're not stooging this, this is genuinely wow. true. Wow. Because they've been to Real another... Life 
networking event like course about mm-hmm. SEO and they said that something that they hadn't realized was that the headings in a website actually mean something and it isn't just like a word document where you sort of pick yeah. the sizes yes yeah so they mean uh they're basically important so you'll often see even in uh squarespace and website templates um they have h1 to h6 mm-hmm. so that means heading one to heading six heading one being the most important and then heading six being the least important um but it's not just that oh no God. it's very exciting it's never as simple as that no um, it takes all of that into account. So your H1 should generally be kind of the title. This like this blog post is about this. This so that's the the highest order. Um, but in your content, you do want things such as bullet points because they they in the code they are lists. Because you have to remember when so Google have what they call spider bots mm-hmm. and they crawl through your website. And s- it does sound terrific, <laughs> doesn't it? And, uh, and they take ages to do it, but they crawl through, they work out w- what's linked and where. But um, it looks at, so this is a this is a list, and this means this. And, and that's why things, um, you know, I think we talked about before, things like images as well. The reason why you'll often say, oh, it needs to have an alt text to say, mm. describe what is in that image is for that exact reason. It's telling, well... It's two reasons. One is accessibility, if you have a screen reader. So people who are like visually impaired have an indication of what's being shown. This is a images. picture of a woman on a beach, you know, with a dog, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and but it serves an SEO purpose as well. Yes, yeah. It's, it's to say that there is an image here that is of this, which may be of relevance to it, but it could just be like a nice image. Mm-hmm. Generally, for alt text, I just describe what that image is kind of looking at. Yeah. Um, you know, and it... It works well in other ways as well because it will also come up in image searches and things like that. So if you search for, you know, picture of a woman on a beach, that could come up. And and it still is ranked well with Google because it's able to index your images as well, which, of course, they love because they love data. They love data. Yeah. So best practice with alt text. Yeah. Is to describe what's in the image yes. and not just spam that space with, like, website Absol- keywords to fill it with. Absolutely not. It will be... It'll be basically ignored and they and they won't use it because so like, oh, have a negative just, effect uh they don't say it's negative because that's the other thing with google is they do keep that and the um how they work quite hidden and the they rule, you never really know it. the rules do you yes and they update it a lot because mm-hmm. of seo hacks and because people keep trying to to hack it and make this better and as i said about the backlinks you know so they keep trying to update it to mm. improve that so so i remember We've already talked about the golden days of SEO, sort of, you know, the early stages. But I remember designing websites sort of eight or nine years ago. And it genuinely was content best practice to sort of write your keywords like yeah. over and like you try and fit it into a sentence, but you really would be like talking solicitor based in Torquay, solicitor based in Torquay. Yeah. You know, you really would do that. That's not the case anymore. It's not the case anymore. No, it needs to be readable interesting and they do have an algorithm especially now that you know ai has been become so mm-hmm. good which we will actually we'll go on to in a minute mm-hmm. um is it needs to be human readable first that's what they care about and those keywords if you can get them into your content that's great mm-hmm. um you can also put them into your content through um it's like the seo title and description so that is just information that is used by the the spider bots basically and it's also used to list 
your website on like Google on the, on the and thing. is that like a back end? I know you get that on Squarespace. You, you do, have the yeah. Option. There's like the yeah, and uh, Wix has it, and Shopify has it. They all have like a little SEO to click. Mm. Yeah. So and uh, so that's in the code, yeah. not not viewable basically to to the user. Yeah. But it's so you would find your SEO description and your SEO title. Yeah. I know in Squarespace it is when you click the little cog of a page, like the page settings, you get to put it in there. Wix is probably similar. Yes. And you would write a really sort of keyword rich, specific, focused sentence into those sections. Yes. Rather than filling your actual on page content yeah. with that. But stuff. again, it's still trying to keep it human readable because mm. someone will read it. That's what will come up for the user when they're searching on yeah. Google. So, so it still can't just be a spam load of keywords. Talking solicitors, talking solicitors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Okay, well, that's really good to know. So you need to write human readable content that is engaging and interesting and preferably includes your keywords in an like organic way. Yes. You yeah. need to stick to the hierarchy of your headings. Yeah. So you have a H1. How many H1s can you have per page? Uh, I try not to have too many. They do just say one. One. That's yeah. it. Recommended. I always stick to one. Yeah. I think, I know, again, we never know like what the strict rules are. They do recommend one because that's the title yeah. of the page. Like, that's that what this whole be... page should be about. Yeah. And otherwise, it probably means you need to put it onto another page. I like that. So what are your, do you have any sort of SEO tips for writing like the best H1? Uh, Again, things like the human readable, mm. interesting. I mean, if you can get keywords in, fantastic. But yeah. sometimes they're just not, just doesn't fit. So it's, it, and there's no point, because you can get all the traffic in the world to your website, but if someone looks at it and goes, this just doesn't make, really make any it's sense. It's just Because it's just doesn't keywords. Mean anything. They won't, they won't do the action, the call to action that you want. Yeah, so do. you'll get traffic, but you won't ever get conversions. Exactly. No one will get in touch with and you. It, and again, that will actually negatively affect your website. Because that means you're getting more, they call it um, bounce back, isn't it? Bounce that rate. Bounce yeah. rate. Because they'll go onto your website and they'll go, oh, and then that tells Google, like, oh, although it's uh, from our algorithm, it says it should be this and it says it should be good content. Actually, people are going on it and bouncing away. So it means it's not. And so they start to downgrade you for it. So that gives you a negative reputation. Yeah. So I think you're kind of, you don't really want, you don't really want over, I think it's like 70% bounce rate. I think okay. it's, a, it's a general, if you have, Google Analytics or uh, Squarespace um, does have one, and I think yeah. Shopify has a Shopify has a analytics as well as well. So they both. You've got to know your analytics, haven't you, when you're sort of doing all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. lots of different. Yeah, there's way too much of it. So the last thing, so we know about content now. We know about the importance of our headers, about mm -hmm. writing authentic content, page speed. This is a big one yeah. for us because we are creative people. We like graphics. We like colours. Our clients like colours and graphics yeah. and imagery. There is always a balancing act to be had, isn't there? Yes. Yes. Um, and a lot of that comes from code, mm -hmm. um, I would say. So, yeah, you need to make sure your images are the right sizes. So if your image that is on the website is, uh, you know, displayed as 800 pixels there's no point putting in there like 2000 pixel image because one it's compressed so you kind of it, you know it will, yes it will look good quality but it's loading a lot you know and mm. that's like that download speed and actually it won't i've tested this hundreds of times it won't look really any better because no. it's still like you say it's being still compressed just compressed to down. see at that 800 pixel size yeah so yeah. i think yeah i think that's really important 
Um, I mean, the length and text is never really an issue. It's very small. Um, the biggest issue, I think, is uh, code. Right. So lots of like code and trackers in the background. That's mm. what slows it down. So a great one, I'm going to call them out here, is WordPress. Yeah. WordPress is well known for being slow, buggy. Yeah, and that's because it's useless. loading a lot of code in the background to do it because it's, it's a bit they of a framework. hundreds of plugins. So and, much. And, and especially if you say you built a website for your business in like 2016 and you're still using WordPress mm. to this day. You haven't really updated anything. All you've done is added new blocks yeah. on top of your existing base, which means that the like the load of that site yeah. is enormous. Yeah. And even if you haven't updated your WordPress website, they have. Mm. They have to of update course. it for security. Um, so they've been adding it onto it. So yeah. it's very, very slow, very sluggish. Yeah, and that well. is... I think this is something that people don't really grasp the kind of um, relationship between your page speed, like how quickly your page loads is like one of the biggest factors for SEO, isn't it? Yes. Well, that and mobile, uh, which yes. very much links to it okay. as well. So like uh, how things look on mobile, how long it takes to load on mobile. And also button sizes as well on mobile. So they need to be, um, they put out for years now, it needs to be at least 25 pixels. Anything that's clickable needs to be, because that's about the smallest thumb, they yeah, believe. They, yeah, it's kind of this the thumb portion kind of, thumb, of shape. Yeah. So they want to make sure that you can click that. Yeah. Because otherwise they feel like you're doing something a bit dodgy. Like that they, they might be You've scrolling. You've got a pop-up that no one can really get rid of. Some, yes, yeah, that you're forcing people to use your website in a, in a bad way. And that's gross. Yeah, we don't, yeah, you know, know, obviously don't want, want to do that we want people to be on our website because they've made a choice and not because they're like trapped there like it's not that's not how you want to run it forever but um yeah so page loading speed mobile is such a massive 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 thing so i wrote an instagram post recently i don't know if it's gone out yet but when i first started in web design responsive websites weren't a thing yeah that's <laughs> so old and for anyone yeah Everyone's probably like, what? 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 Why does that make it odd? But basically, pre... In my day. I don't even know. Like, I don't even want to give a year because I really, really couldn't give any. But mm. pre-responsive web design where you would just have one site, you would actually have two websites. You would have one that yeah, for mobile yeah, phones yeah, yeah. and you would have a second that was your like desktop website. Yeah. And it would load whichever one based on like the yeah. screen size that you were Wix, on. Wix still does that. You are joking. And that's why we don't ever work with Wix. Because it's bam, bam, bam. another shout out. Go on, just, oh I'm just blasting them all. I'm calling them all. them out. The badass of developers. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. You hate yourself for saying that. Literally, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> yeah, no, that is crazy. So now, obviously the world's come a long way. Mobile phones have come a long way. Yeah. I looked at our analytics probably three days ago. 72% of our website visitors are on mobile phones. Yes. And that is probably lower than the average. I think yeah, the average is about 65 It's very high. It depends on, because if you're doing business to business, it'll be higher on websites because yeah. that often means as an employee, they've been told by their boss to find something. Yeah. They'll go find they'll it. Be they'll be at a workstation. A, but yeah, a lot of like small business owners, you're generally looking at mobile. And the other benefit as well, which I find with, with Squarespace, and I always recommend is just less on mobile, less yeah. images, less movement, less animation. Yeah. It needs to be simpler. I, and I get it, most people are still on the Wi-Fi. It's not necessarily all about speed, 
but you're limited with space and there's a lot of stuff you yeah know, you need to get your content across quickly and it's yeah and again it's about giving people the option like people don't if they're scrolling through with their thumb, they don't want to have to scroll a thousand times to yeah. like reach the information because that they you've got need. Like this massive long because you know, you've image. left fifteen stock images in there that don't need yeah. to be, you know, which as a, a as a square gallery look fantastic. Yeah, but when they're all kind of on top of each other, you're like, well, this is a bit boring. And every time it? you touch one, it comes up as a light box. And yeah, you have to close that. And yeah, it's yeah, it's about making that experience as seamless as possible for your customers and your users, mm. wherever it is. That they come from. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about a lot. I feel like we've we've I feel like we've um covered a lot there. <laughs> we have SEO uh, is a big topic. SEO is a big topic. I think a few points I wanted to make. Now mm-hmm. that you've now that you've started me, I'm not going to stop <laughs> as you shouldn't. It's now an hour long. Um, no, I'm gonna try and I just want a few points that I've just found very helpful. So. One is blogging. Blogging's really good because you can get so many keywords, you can be picked up for so much. I cannot recommend it to small business owners enough. Because you can be quite specific as well. Yes. You get to... And you can target different people. Yeah. You know, you can say, you know, for, for example, we've done like a blog on like best Squarespace templates for SEO. It's amazing how that gets picked up and we get hits for that. Yeah. Because of the blog, we're getting picked up for it. But and SEO we... isn't our sort of brand keyword. No. But we're able to target that market using exactly. blogging. Exactly. Really It'd be hard to put it into our website Thank copy you. and it'd be natural Thank anyway. So that is a really good, easy way. Um, when you're selling products, a lot of uh, websites kind of like uh, Squarespace, Shopify, they do this behind the scenes if you're using like the standard product pages. But otherwise... You can't, you can just sell obviously a product on a website. You need to tell Google this page is a product. Right. So there is special code at the top that says this is a product, this is the price, even says if it's on sale, even says if it's digital or, you know, physical thing. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of information. It's called metadata that goes at the top. So if you're doing it yourself or you have someone doing it yourself, that needs to be in there. You're missing out on a massive trick. Otherwise, a lot of these do it kind of under the hood. Yeah. Can do more. So... If you've got an expert in it, it's it is always helpful. Um, and the other one is AI for blogging. Okay. So we won't go into AI, obviously, although that would be my jam. <laughs> we'll do one. We'll do, one. <laughs> oh, God. We'll do an episode. Um, but the way it works is it it does kind of search through the interwebs, mm-hmm. crawls it all in, and uses that to to learn. So it's it is worried, and obviously it doesn't want to use content that it has created. Right. So when it does create these blogs, no matter which blogs it is, there is a code in there that only the kind of algorithms and stuff can work out that says that this is AI generated. (gasps) The reason they've done that is so that they ignore it. However, obviously Google can read that. So if you are just copying and pasting from ChatGPT, it is negative. So you have to take that information and you have to make it your own. Rewrite it, yes. Yeah, that's the only way, yeah. So I mean, I think it's a really good tool. I think it's a good tool for bouncing ideas off 100%. give me 10 good things about this that's and it will give you 10 reasons and for each of those reasons white paragraph you have just blown my mind it's great isn't it i i agree with you i think that ai and like chat GP, gpt is like a wicked tool but i do see people that are like yeah just get it to write all your socials posts for you get it to write your blogs for yeah. you get it to do this to know that that is actually being fully ignored yeah. by seo bots 
game changer. Yeah. To make but they, they, they have to do that because they're mm. obviously worried that it will become stagnant. That yeah. like those, uh, the AI won't be able to, they don't want to just keep putting that same information that they've generated into the training. So that no. is why originally why it was done. That is so interesting. Mm. I feel like we've covered a huge amount in this little chat. Um, if you have specific SEO questions or worries, I think give us an email. Our email address is hiya at luckynightstudio.co.uk. We put that on literally everything. You can chat with us on Instagram. Um, I was going to say something else about it. Oh, yeah. If you have some, you know, if you want to work on your SEO, book a power hour with us. We call them, we call them design happy hours because we'll probably have a little glass. Um, we won't. But <laughs> it gives us a chance to get to know your brand, have a little deep dive into your SEO, you'll get a structured document at the end of it that you can work through and improve your ranking because this is a lot of information. And I think having a kind of step-by-step guide to work through after an hour of us getting to know you would be really, really useful That's for a lot of people. That's tailored for you, yeah. We've done it for uh, a few people, haven't we? Yeah. We've gone through their website with their SEO. Absolutely. Um, and I'm able to look at the code and say, here are the exact points where you kind of need to improve. So, yeah. So if you're feeling a little it. bit brain melted after that, like I am, then book a, book a happy hour. We can, we can help you get to where you want to be with your SEO. Or if you want an hour-long discussion about AI. Ooh, oh, any takers? <laughs> no. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Okay, Dreamboat, that's all from us this week. We hope that this episode has helped you put some of those SEO misconceptions to bed and you're feeling a lot more confident in the not as complicated as it's made out to be world of search engine optimization. If you'd like to have a chat with us about anything that we've talked about in today's episode, you can slide into our DMs on Instagram. We are at Lucky Night Studio or head to our website www.luckynightstudio.co.uk for all kinds of articles, blog posts, and even services to help you get your website front page famous and into a high converting machine. Thanks for listening, my babe. We'll catch you in the next one.